welcome back to Boss Babes Through Him, the podcast. We are so, so excited about this episode. We had this idea a couple of days ago and are getting to bring it to life. So, Maxine, do you want to introduce this week's special guest? Yes. So, this week's guest is Jeffrey Boyd, also known as the Tatted Pastor on Instagram. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff and I used to work together in a restaurant that was the most chaotic place in the history of the world. On Earth. <laughs> and uh, we just stayed connected, I guess, a little bit through social media. And when Katie had this idea of bringing the Black Lives Matter movement onto this little platform that we have, I immediately was like, oh my gosh. Yes. She was like, I know the perfect person. <laughs> I'm going to reach out to <laughs> The only guy worthy. Yes. Oh. And I know that our platform isn't huge, but um, I don't know. I was just talking to Max about it and we were like, you know, we may not have the biggest platform on earth, but we do have one and we want to use it for things that matter and things yes. that are important. So, yeah. Any amount of influence is still good influence. So don't look at your platform and say, oh, it's not big enough because people with 200,000 subscribers say that it's not a hundred million, you know, right, and yeah. so don't, don't, don't look at, don't look at your platform and say that it's not good enough. That We ain't got no space for that. Y'all make it <laughs> True, true. Um, we ain't got no yeah. room for that in 2020. <laughs> do you just want to like just tell people a little bit about you where you grew up um yeah. and a little bit about Lindsay, and we'll yeah. just kind of go from there yeah so um my name is jeff jeffrey boyd um jeffrey brian boyd jr um uh, for, for all of those who who want the the government name um, <laughs> but i was born i was born in louisville kentucky um, I was born in the inner city, and yes, I am a Cards fan. I'm pretty sure that all of you all are Kentucky Wildcats. Ouch! <laughs> I am a Cards fan. Um, but I grew up in inner city Louisville, and um, you know, I was I was raised in the hood. Um, I went to Central High School in Louisville, Kentucky, and grew up grew up um, just living that life. Um, and then I went to the University of Kentucky. Um, where I then met my wife, um, and since then, uh, well, we dated for, you know, her entire years of college, and then uh, we got married two and a half years ago, um, and now we live in Danville, Kentucky, where I am a youth pastor at Centerpoint Danville, um, Centerpoint Church Danville, so that's, that's what I've been doing for the last maybe four years, and so now, you know, I'm here um, in this time just trying to uh, not only elevate um, you know, not only elevate people, but elevate the word of God and his gospel. So um, that's a brief synopsis of, of me. So I love it. So basically, I just want to dive right in and first just ask Jeff, like, how are you during I am, this? <laughs> I am. Um, it's. It's tough. I'm, yeah. I'm tired um, and it's uh it's hard to i guess the, the 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 hardest part about you know in this in this day and age is seeing people that you love um choose to not represent what you thought they represented yeah right um and that and that is incredibly tiring when you know you think like oh you know i thought that you supported me 
I thought that you supported Jesus. And so uh, that's, that's tiring. Um, it was when, when, when what happened to um, Brianna Taylor happened, I was just like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. That happened practically in my backyard. Yeah. And then, and then well, what happened to George, what happened to Big Floyd was like almost like blatant murder, you know? Like I, it's insane. it was almost, I don't know. I remember back, you know, kind of in the war of Iraq days and we were in, we were at war with ISIS. They were, there was videos of beheadings and that's almost like what I felt like I watched, like a public, right. a public murder. Yeah. Um, and so that was really, really tough. And so I went through kind of all the, 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 the cycles of grief. Um, I was very angry, uh, but I was not vocal with my anger. I think that was something that I, I told myself to do was just not be vocal with the anger. Um, and so, you know, I, I cried, <laughs> my, me and my wife cried. And I'm, I'm in a, I am in an interracial marriage, um, which is beautiful. Uh, but you know, there, it was just hard for us to, to, you know, immediately, not only did I say time after time, like, man, this, that could have been me. That could have been me. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, my wife and I kind of just like started crying. Like that could be our son. Right. And, um, and so that was hard. That was, that was a really hard. And I know it's only been like three weeks and I feel like it's been like four months. Yeah. Um, it's been all, the longest all, year ever. ever. <laughs> and even just um, the last week. Yeah. Like I yeah. feel like, which in some ways, I feel like in one week, this country and communities have mm-hmm. come together more than I've ever seen. I don't know, yeah, Josh, sure. you feel the same way, but I feel mm-hmm. like, like even through the social platforms, even if not everyone is 100% sure of like what they're doing or where they're navigating, I feel like people are trying to learn yes. for, the, for the first time. And yes. for the first time in so long, people are like, well, this does apply to me. And just through social media, I feel like there's so many people that have woken up a little bit and been like, Oh, well, you know, I don't consider myself a racist, but that doesn't mean that like deep down, I don't have these things that I see or think or feel around people who don't look the same as me. So it has been like really great for me, honestly, because, and this is like a hundred percent transparent podcast today, y'all. Um, but it's been hard for me because I never knew what to say because I always had this big fear that I was going to say the wrong thing, mm-hmm. like, or just like maybe mess up or just my wording wasn't right. Like I was always so scared that, that I, if I didn't say it perfectly, I shouldn't say it at all. If that makes sense. And over the last week, I, this has just been so great for me to feel so open and talking about it without feeling like, oops, I might mess up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's been so great because I feel so comfortable in like supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that because now I'm not as scared that I don't have to say something absolutely perfect if that makes sense. I know it might sound mm-hmm. silly, but no, right. I think I think for a long time racist racism was only talked about when it came to slavery and and hangings. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I think that uh, in this time we are, we are able and here's another thing too history cannot hide 
what happened in 2020. You know, for yeah, a long right, time, right. history is like, you know, hidden what, what actually happened and what actually happened to, to the people. But now because it's so um, documented because of social yeah. media and cell phones right. and technology, um, it cannot be hidden. But I think that in this time, people are just able to educate themselves. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the biggest thing for me um, to kind of wrap up how I'm doing um, is just allowing myself to uh, be a part of the conversation. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I think that, you know, having, having moments with people that's like, hey, this is, this is how I feel. Right. And this is mm-hmm. how I perceive things. And so I think now it's more, it's, it's not even about, you know, are you saying this right? It's just like, hey, what's, are you, sta- are you standing with me? Because mm-hmm. I'll teach you everything you need to know. Right. Yeah. But are you standing with me? Yeah. And, you know, and if you are, then, hey, let me, let me, let me educate you on how to yes. um, educate those who are um, kind of on the other side. And I, I really believe that, you know, th- this generation is revolution. This is renaissance. Oh, yeah. This is a yeah. moment where, where people are coming together and there is an obvious um, stand up for equality. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as, as, what, uh, what, as, as um, white people or black people, we have an amazing opportunity to empathize with each other, stand with each other, stand with each other and then educate others. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's the beautiful part. And I think, you know, silence, silence is a double-edged sword yeah. because you see, you see others struggling and you're like, Oh, I don't want to say this because I might blah, blah, blah. And then, and then, but you not saying anything is, is almost hindering the movement forward. And so right. I think for the first time, you don't have to question whether or not you're saying the right thing. It's just like, are you yeah. standing for what is true? Right. So that's yeah. right. I was, I watched the movie, the help uh, yesterday, which yeah. I'll plug that for people like, especially women. That's a great, yes, a great movie. To, yeah, it's a great book, a great movie to kind of look into. If you're not big on reading articles, like I just ask our listeners to go watch movies that you find online that mm-hmm. are suggested by the Black Lives Matter movement that just can educate mercy. yourself a little bit. Just, I've heard uh, that one's mercy. amazing. My husband watched it, that like literally so before funny. all this happened. And yep. he came to me after he watched that movie and he was like, Katie, you have to watch this movie. It's just great. It was so impactful. And I just thought of that, Jeff, when you were just saying like this generation in the movie, um, Skeeter, who is the woman who writes the book, her mom at one point like has a coming to Jesus and it's like oh my gosh this is so wrong what we've been thinking and she Mm -hmm. says to her like sometimes courage skips a generation and that Mm -hmm. like oh killed me (laughs) oh my gosh when I heard that I was like I feel like we're the generation who is like courageous and who feels like we're gonna stand up and we're not gonna take this and we're gonna like get our voices out there and I was just like yeah And, you know, I think about that, too, and I think about how, well, I'll be 25 this year, like, we're getting older, like, I'm not saying I'm having kids right now or anything, but I do know when, I really feel like I could be wrong, I could be too optimistic, but I feel like when we all have kids, we're just going to raise them, like, so right, (laughs) that's what I hope anyways, you know, that's, that's the hope that I have for my children, like, me and my husband have talked so many times about how you know we want to raise them so 
different than you yeah. know in the past yeah and i think i think that you know to speak on that you know i I am excited about being a father um, just because it gives me an excuse to watch the cartoons that I already watched. Like, I'm watching this. <laughs> I mean, not, not, not for my pleasure. I'm not going to go see Trolls for me. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm taking my kids. <laughs> he really wants to go see that movie, so we're going. Um, but, you know, Lindsay and I, we definitely are going to raise our, you know, I, I think about my son, um, and I'm going to raise, you know, my son to be not only just a strong man, not only just a strong black man, but a strong black man of God. Um, mm-hmm. Someone who is okay with being emotional and okay with, with humbling himself to authority. I think that that's something that, you know, a lot of, you know, people in the black community struggle with. A lot of men struggle with, period, is, is, is yeah. um, humbling themselves to authority because, you know, for generations we didn't have the, the, the father in the house. Um, and... So, you know, as far as raising my son, that's what I'm going to raise him on. And um, as far as my daughter, you know, I'm going to raise her to be not only, um, you know, proud of who she is and proud of her hair, because I know that, you know, people will try to judge her for her hair and her her skin, but proud of who um, and and, and acknowledge her worth. I think that's the hugest thing that I'm going to raise my daughter on. It's just like you are worthy, not only of not only of a wonderful husband, but of, you know, you're worthy of everything that everyone else gets. You're worthy of the same pay. You're worthy of the same job. You don't have to be, you don't have to be, you know, this type of person. You can be whatever type of person. You can be a lawyer, you can be a doctor, you can be a basketball player, whatever it is you want to do. Um, But I do think that this generation is coming to a place where it's like either you're, either you're with it or you're not. Right. And, um, there's no more being quiet because, you know, social media has given everyone else, everyone a voice. And if you aren't using your voice, and I know that a lot of people don't use social media and that's not, I think, you know, people that aren't on social media shouldn't just run to the social media because it's a foreign place, but to have those conversations wherever you are in those places, whether it's at work or at home, um, I think that that's key, but this generation is going to step up and, you know, make a change. There's generational curses and sins that have, that have plagued our nation. And I think that this generation is the one that's going to stand up and say no more. And I was watching an Instagram live between um, Danny Austin, who I love, and another blogger. These are both bloggers, uh, Chelsea Olivia. And Chelsea is a black blogger and talked about her struggles through becoming who she is today with a lot of rejection from the companies who didn't think that she was good enough. And Danny and her just have a really raw conversation. And for all of our listeners, I'm going to link that um, on our blog because it's really amazing. But they said something that really resonated with me. Whereas when we were growing up, like we were taught, you know, don't see other people's skin colors. We're all Mm -hmm. equal. We're all the same. And I feel like while that was coming from like a good place in our parents' heart to not see other colors, it was really blinding for like our generation um, and to teach your kids that because you do need to see other colors and you do need to understand that because that person looks different than you, someone's going to treat him differently, but that does not mean that you treat him differently. Like you go, you go stand up for that person and you love that person because he's your brother and your sister through Christ. And I think that, because we were raised like that, there's, there was so much growing up of like, 
we're all equal, we don't see color, but now we're coming to this like realization of like, mm -hmm. no, we need to see color because clearly mm -hmm. the police force sees color. And clearly so many people who were murdered at the hand of racism were seen for what their skin color was. Mm -hmm. So I felt like that was such a strong takeaway from this talk that they had of like, we need to acknowledge skin color in order to be aware of other people's struggles and like what other people are going through. And, and on the other side of that coin, um, I want, I want to, I want you to see, not you as you as in people. Yeah. Right. Um, I want, I want you to see the differences in my color and in my culture and the beauty that comes from, you right. know, me being an African American man and yep. me having, you know, Native American roots, and me having a white grandmother, and me having, you know, uh, an African-American grandfather who, who like, showed me not King Cole, and then my grandmother, like, let me listen to the Beatles and Elvis, and so I think that there's, there's a beauty of, there is the beauty of, of seeing color and understanding that because we are different, there's beauty inside that yeah, when, we come, when we come together, and, like, you know, there's so many things that I did not understand about my wife that right. now I'm just like, man, that is life now. Like how, how I spend Christmases with my in-laws is beautiful to me. And it's totally different from how I spend Christmas with my mom or with my, you know, or with my dad's family. It's so different. And so I think right. that saying, I don't see color. I want you to see that. I want you to be, right. I want you to see it and say like, man, that, the, the, the red and the uh, golden tones in your skin is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I, and so I, I think that to say, you know, I don't see color, I'm like, you must struggle at traffic stops. Because, uh, <laughs> 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 Y'all don't mean slow down, okay? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I did want to ask you, like, was there ever, when you and Lindsay first started dating, was there ever any... I don't want to say confusion, but any like hesitancy with her family or with your family or was it all, cause I watched an Instagram, I think she did an Instagram live. I think Lindsay did an yeah. Instagram live. Um, and I watched part of it. I never ended up finishing the whole thing, but she said that I'm pretty sure she said that in her high school, like there wasn't a big racism. There's, like, three, there's, three, there's three black dudes in her whole school. Yeah. Mine too. Oh. That's, yeah. yeah, that's pretty close to my, I mean, not three, but I feel like growing up in, I, but no, I, I literally had three. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Northern California. So it's so, I got woken to what racism really was when I moved to Kentucky because yeah. growing up in California, like in our school, there wasn't, we didn't care. Like we didn't, I really want to say like we didn't see like oh he's black she's white everyone just kind of got along which sounds like this like happy rainbow but it really was like we were in such a bubble of where we were that i thought that i had all this life experience and blah 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 and then i came to the south and i was like oh like this is what the movies are talking about like now i understand and it was such an eye-opening experience and i remember literally having a conversation with my sister and being like, no, it's different here. <laughs> like yeah. people yeah. are different here. And that's how I feel. So if you guys don't know, I'm also an eighth grade teacher. So I teach eighth grade science. And um, I have several Thank black kids so in my- Thank you so much for your services. <laughs> that is beautiful. 
That is yes. beautiful. You deserve the praise dealing with these kids. Yes. Come on, sis. And then 2020 is hard as a teacher because COVID, but I see you shining. I, I you all the props you deserve. More props for Jesus. Hormonal middle schoolers, man. But I have several black kids in my class, and I remember um, – I got so defensive. Um, someone from home said, because, like, I'm from Eastern Kentucky, and so, like, your wife, I only had, like, three black people in my entire school. And so I live in Lexington now, and obviously the ratio is a lot higher. And um, I had someone say, do you have a lot of black kids in your class? And my blood started boiling. Like, they weren't saying it out of meanness. They were just saying it out of curiosity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was wow. like, yeah. yes. I literally said, I remember this. Yes. I said, yes. <laughs> and they're literally my best students. So, um, I don't know why you asked that. I was so mad. Why, Shannon? Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like I seriously feel like I'm some of their moms because y'all, as a teacher, you sometimes you spend more time with these kids than their own parents do. I'm with them every single day, so like I really feel so attached, and I think that's another one of the deep down reasons that I felt so like compelled to speak out during this movement because I'm like, those are my babies. <laughs> so I think that yeah. is a big reason why that I wanted to, I guess, speak out as well. Yes. Yeah. And you had asked the question, Maxine, uh, have we faced anything? Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I think, and this is not a, a bash toward anyone, um, but I do think educating yourself is, is, is huge. Um, I know that, you know, when my mother-in-law, because my name is Jeffrey, and that sounds like I hike and I walk fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wear tacos. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, not not that my mother-in-law is, is racist, but she was like, oh, he's urban. And I was like, you're right in the city. But, uh, and, you know, with my mom, she had, you know, she was like, oh, she's white. And I don't, I, I think, and I had to tell my mom, I said, mom, that's racist. Like, it doesn't matter what color she is. Right. And, you know, you know, we've had people in our family, you know, say that I don't I don't think that you all should be together because, you know, you're going to face a lot because he's black. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had to overcome those things and I had to educate my mom. And now my mom will, you know, die for Lindsay. Right. You know, and, you know, and my mother in law, you know, will, will die for me. I know for a fact she loves me. And so. Mm -hmm. um when it comes to the things that we've dealt with in our family, it was a, you know, for me, I'm quick to, you know, set it off uh, because I am, you know, from inner city, Louisville, I set it off. But I, you know, I was quick to correct my mother and say like, no, that's not how we see things here. That's right. not how we do things here. And I wasn't raised to, to do that. And, you know, the, my grandmother is a, is, a, is a white woman. And so, um, you know, the only woman to be tattooed on my body is my grandmother. And so, uh, you know, I think that that was something that we faced, but, you know, the bigger face that we've had, we've had multiple moments. Um, and at, I mean, on UK's camp, on University of Kentucky's campus, where, you know, people yelled at us and called, you know, Lindsay an N-word lover and, you know, like on campus. And so, and, you know, we were, we were at a restaurant and, you know, 
this this is crazy, but we were in a restaurant and you know a guy wouldn't service. He literally um, like told the person that was behind us to come around to us and serve and serve her. And so I was about ready to jump over the. the oh. um, <laughs> I was about ready to jump over the. Oh my god! It's crazy. I was ready to jump over the counter on him. Um, and he was like, oh, I didn't see you there. And I said, huh. What? <laughs> you to see me now. <laughs> but first of all, I'm, I'm like six foot one, almost two, yeah, like... almost 300 pounds. It's impossible to miss me. Um, <laughs> and I'm loud. So, <laughs> and I'm gorgeous. And my wife is beautiful. So I don't know what, you're blind or something. I think you got a blind but... eye or something, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we faced as an interracial couple a lot of things. But I think, um, I mean, in, in both from the white community and the black community, Right. Um, and so racism, racism is something that both ends can have. And I think that needs to be said. Um, yeah. But also, you know, the moment of educating the people that are around you. And also, if you if you can either get with it or get lost, that's something we say. Um, you know, if you if you don't want to be around this, if you can't understand this, then I don't need you around me. Right. And so. Yeah. Facebook is is getting a little bit lonelier for the people that I followed um, because I'm just like I'm not I'm not going to allow your ignorance and right. lack of um, the mentality of of educating yourself to cause me to lose my joy. Yeah. So. And okay, I have a big question. Okay. Uh, so I want to know, like, how, in your opinion, as white people, can we support our black brothers and sisters, but without making it about us. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm really bad at planning and I knew that this was going to be asked. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and so I have it, I have it. <laughs> Sympathize, stand with, educate, and speak Love that. That's going on the blog. We've got four things that you can do. <laughs> <laughs> Sympathize with us. Understand, and, like, listen to our pain. Sympathize. Right. Like, oh, my gosh, I, I want to feel this with you. I know that I don't understand, and I can never understand because I've never lived that. But yeah. I want to sympathize with you and take those feelings, like, and, and be with you and with, and inside of those. Stand with us. Like, hey, I get that this is going on for you and I stand with you. I am, I am, and I, I don't, I don't like the word ally, but I'm, I'm an ally with you. I, I stand beside you. Right. Educate, um, educate the people that are around you that, that don't, whether they do agree or they don't agree, educate those who are around you to, to let them see that there is more to this story than mm -hmm. black lives matter, all lives matter, cop lives matter, you know, dog lives matter, whatever this is. Um, like there is more to this. Yeah. There's like, and if you only see black lives matter, you're missing decades and centuries right. of more hurt and more pain and more things going on. And so educate those around you and then, and then speak out, um, continue to speak out for the people that are beside you. Like this moment right here, speaking out and saying, Hey, Regardless of our, our, regardless of our influence, we have a platform. So we're going to speak mm -hmm. out uh, for what we believe and stand with and educate and sympathize with the, you know, the the black brothers and sisters that we love and care for. Um, right. And if anyone says that it's about you, 
I, I really think that if you genuinely have a heart that's like, I just want to be there for mm-hmm. someone else. Right. And I think that that place, that heart, that pureness in your heart um, will shine more than, it will, will shine just as much as the falsehood that you are having to, to have selfish gain during this, during this Black Lives Matter and, and you know, like unifying, unifying this, this nation's like season. Right. Um, I and I know, not, yeah, I know for hating me, like this has been just a season where we're like, we want to learn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we, we, we will never understand, but we would like to try to hear your pain and hear your stories yeah. and then share our love with you because yeah. like, I mean, you've seen this everywhere, but if you hate God's creation, you can't call yourself a Christian. It literally so. makes no sense. It, mm-hmm. you can't. It is you the most contradicting thing I have like ever heard. He never created heard <laughs> all of us. Like, are you people crazy? Like you need to love everybody who God put on this earth and he put us all here for a reason. So, I mean, I know that's been a big season of me just like, <laughs> let me learn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Jeffrey, would you care to tell us a little bit, like just for the people who are confused about like hashtag black lives matter versus all lives matter and how no one is meaning that only black lives matter. That is not what anybody's saying. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it crazy to say that uh, like the sentence black lives matter is like a problem. Like, yeah. like isn't that just yeah. crazy that that's like, wait, what? That's so true. <laughs> yeah. I'm offended. <laughs> you know, I just want to say that's the word. That's an issue. Uh, period. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, how, how I, uh, try to um, bring this to layman's terms um, and dumb this all the way down. Uh, say there's a there's a cul-de-sac, right? And in this cul-de-sac, there's th- seven homes, a house, seven houses in this cul-de-sac, right? One of the houses in that cul-de-sac is on fire. Okay, so what we should do is go and put water on that house. Now, shouldn't all houses not be on fire? Yes, all houses should not be on fire. So I'm not going to go and take my water hose and first spray all these other houses. I'm going to go to the house that is on fire and say, okay, I'm going to treat this house like it's on fire and I'm going to get this fire out. Um, so, you know, to right now, um, you know, like, oh, cops kill, oh, cops are killing all people. All people are dying from cops. Like, then why aren't you standing for like injustice? Like, you just like that thing? Everybody's dying from cops? But um, <laughs> like, like, okay, if that's the case, then I think you should be out here too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I mean, I don't know. It makes sense to me. People get murdered, and they're like, well, uh, other people get murdered, too. So, I'm like, okay, then stand up. But um, <laughs> to say to say that Black Lives Matter means um, Black Lives Matter, too. Um, black Lives Matter as well. Yeah. Right. And right now, to some people, and, and um, 
Aston Kutcher said this on one of his Instagram stories, and I thought it was so poetic. Um, but, you know, with him and his kids, and he married Jackie. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, he married Jackie from yes. uh, that seventh show, and they're like, 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 if that's not the best sweetheart story ever. But anyway, um, with their kids, you know, every night before they go sleep, they read them a book. And um, his son was like, why can't I go first? Because they go to his daughter's room, their daughter's room first. And he's like, because girls go first. And his son was like, no, why can't boys go first? And um, he said, well, to, we, in our home, girls go first. Because to some, girls don't go at all. Mm. And so, and so, oh, and I was like, you better freaking <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Um, and girl. so, and so, Black Lives Matter here. Right. Yeah. Because to some black lives don't matter. We never said that black lives mattered only. Yeah. We only said that black lives matter too. Like period. Not only. Like (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Literally it says black lives matter. (laughs) And so there is no word after matter. Yeah. And so I think for some confused about like, well, all, all people matter. Yes, that's true. But there has been so much said against black people that if you feel like all people matter then you need to stand for black people as well right and i think and i think that a lot of people that say all lives matter they don't really even mean that because if all lives matter then muslim lives matter and gays right. lives yeah. matter and trans lives matter if that's the case the mexican lives matter republican or democrat lives matter right um but you know to to those that are struggling with that just stop, stop thinking political and just think about like step outside of your pod- politics right. and, step and just look at the sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they've done some, they're doing this, that, and the third. You, you can't logically talk to someone who's acting out of their hurt and their trauma. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Right. And so, you know, step out of your politics and look at the statement, Black Lives Matter. And if you think that all lives matter, then you should say first, not first, I guess you should say, and you should be able to stand behind the fact that black lives matter. Yeah. Um, you know, like, oh, I'll cut my finger. I need a Band-Aid. Um, before you give him a Band-Aid, I'm going to need a Band-Aid too, because all fingers matter. But like, my, my, my hand is bleeding. Right. Well, well no, so what? Give me, give me a Band-Aid as well. Even though I'm not hurting, I want, I want a Band-Aid as well. So it just doesn't, it doesn't add up. So step out of your politics and really look at the, the, the actual, like, <laughs> what it says. So yeah. I guess that's like my with, best. Like with everything else, like do your homework and do mm-hmm. your research. And just don't be ignorant to like, well, there's the statement going around the internet and I find it annoying and all lives matter. Well, you need to do some research and ask some questions. And if you yeah. are too, too ignorant to have no, you know, want to learn, then that's on you. Then right. just stay out of it. Like, don't say that all lives matter if you don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. And right. I think to so many people, there is just a lack of understanding. And you'll find those who want to learn more and then those who are just so hard on their heart that they just shut down and are like, well, I'm not buying into this. And that's why I thought, and I don't know what you think, Jeff, but 
with the the blackout Tuesday that we just had um, while there was some like confusion you know like should I post a black square should I not post a black square and a lot of people just kind of did it because I saw other people doing it I thought in my opinion that it was really beautiful how mm -hmm. so many people and even and Danny Austin said this on her talk with um, Chelsea like, even if you didn't understand why you were posting your black square at first, you saw God's sovereignty throughout mm, that because the those people that posted who were like, oh, well, I'm going to post a black square because everybody's doing it throughout the day and throughout the week were like, okay, well, I really want to know about what this is mm. about and started mm -hmm. looking at. So if you, if someone was like, well, you should delete your black square or that's wrong or it's overdoing hashtags or whatever else, like understand that that square that was on Instagram brought so much awareness to people who yes. weren't asking any questions. Mm -hmm. So, and on that same, I swear, I'm going to link this talk. It was so good. But <laughs> on that same conversation, um, Chelsea said that confusion is the devil. And where that was that confusion there, you know, God's so clear about everything that he does. There is no confusion in his word. There is no confusion on who you're supposed to love. There is no confusion there. So in that little like, well, should I be posting a black square? Should I not? That's the enemy. Like that's mm -hmm. not what God intended for. He wanted everybody to come together. And you saw that sovereignty, I feel like on that blackout Tuesday, regardless of how yeah. you started it, I don't know. And I have like a super short story that I want to tell that just shows how, so I have felt like so much sympathy and empathy and everything for everyone, but I it can't even imagine what you guys are actually going through. Like it's only a small portion, if that makes sense. And um, I was, so I travel a lot and I've done like a lot of group travels where like you literally just go with a group. Like I've went to places I didn't even know anybody. I just like went with a group of people my age. And we were on this subway and I was standing next to the friend that I'd met on the trip. Like I didn't know him prior. And he was black. He was one of the best people. Like, I literally felt so safe around him. I was like, when we would, like, go to, like, sketchy places, I would, like, stand beside him. I was like, he'll protect me. He's awesome. He was so nice, so sweet. Like, I just didn't think anything of it. And um, we were standing there. And I thought about this this week as all of this has, you know, been going on. And a woman, like, came and she, like, looked at him and, like, scooted down and um he was like he leaned over and he was like I was like oh, that was weird and he was like she didn't want to stand beside me and I was like why <laughs> like, to me you know I was like why and then I and then he said because I'm black I was like what like stuff like that didn't occur to me and it occurs to you all like you have to live that daily and it's just so crazy like I think back on that and think about how that people have to go through that on sometimes on a daily basis. And it's just, it's just unreal to even like, you know, I just, I don't know. That story really stuck with me because I got to know him really well. And just, he was so awesome. I was like, why would no one, like, why would somebody not want to stand beside you? You're literally like the coolest person here. So mm, yeah. I don't know. That just, that's just something that has played in my mind over the last week. Yeah. And I think, um, 
I think a lot of people think when we talk about moments like that, like, oh, he's just, it's just a sob story. It doesn't happen, you know? And it's like, you can't, you cannot deny. It's real. You cannot deny someone's emotions. I think mm-hmm. to deny someone's emotions and say that they're fake or wrong is abusing like the human side, like the human psychosis, like the human mind. Right. To, and, and so, um, you know, that is something that we go through. But even inside of that, um, you know, Miss Miss Ellen, oh my gosh, Maya Angelou, she said, "I will rise," mm-hmm. and I think that that is that is like, I love her. like thing, you know, even, even inside of that, I'm going to rise up. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up, and I'm going to not only stand up for my family, but for my Lord. And mm-hmm. it's all said and done. Um, politics will fade, slogans will fade. But one thing remains, and that's the love of God. That's the heart of the Father. So. Right. Yeah. And Jeff, I love you- a quote from her. Sorry, before you go, Max. But I love a quote from her. I don't know if this might, it's not word for word. But she says something along the lines of, people aren't going to remember what you said, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's super important. And Jeff, on a Instagram video that you posted, I literally watched it, and then I wrote it down on my phone. You said, be rooted in the word of God, not your opinion. Mm-hmm. And that just in so many ways, like applies to what's happening in the world right now and the realization mm-hmm. that everyone's coming to and the learning that everyone's doing. But yeah. also outside of that, in so many things, like what does your Bible say? Mm-hmm. Right. At the end of the day, what does your Bible say? It's simple too. It's not a a hidden message. Yeah, Yeah. it's not deceiving. Um, It's not a lie. It's not a joke. It's not sarcastic. What does your Bible say? And when you said that, I was like, oh, that applies to so many things. (laughs) It's not just this. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, from, from what I'm seeing from a lot of my friends, is just them speaking out of their political um and it's on both ends i'm not going to act like it's only the conservative that's speaking like this only the conservatives christian because it's both liberal and the conservative christian but um you know i i I truly i I watch people and i'm just like man what is what what does the bible say about this you know Mm -hmm. like and when i look at when i look at the life of jesus and, you know, to the listeners who aren't followers of God, I'm sorry if you have been misconstrued on who he is, but he did not speak English. He was mm-hmm. not white. Yes, um, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what me and my husband were talking about. Yeah. Yes. Um, I can't wait to go to heaven and, and, and see Jesus. And a lot of people are going to be surprised that he's not a white man, and nor did he speak an inch of English. Um, <laughs> Yes, um, I love that. I think about that all the time. I'm like, this is all translated. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I when I look at the life of Jesus, he he it says it says in Isaiah that he had no form that a man would like or want to be around. He was he was set apart and he was pushed aside. And so when I think when I think of that, pushed aside, not listened to, not liked because of his form, as in his his looks, his outward looks were not pleasing. When I look at that and then also see how he was with the drunks and with the sinner and hung out with the worst of the worst, I think maybe just maybe Jesus was a man for equality. Jesus was a man who pushed for, for his people 
like all of man to to excel and to move forward and you know the moment the moment in, in john 3 um with the samaritan or john 4 with the samaritan woman they said look at this samaritan woman and the like she even when she talked to jesus she was like you're you're a jew and i'm a samaritan we don't talk we're not supposed to be around each other. And so when, when the Pharisees threw her at Jesus' feet and said, look at all the stuff that she's doing, like that moment was a moment where they were pointing out her race. They were pointing, and, and I think in my head when Jesus says, love your neighbor as, as you love yourself, that's the love God and love your neighbor. That's the biggest, that's the biggest commandments. In that time, there was, there was racism, there was slavery, there was public crucifixions. Like Jesus was not the only man crucified. They were crucifying right. people on the streets. And so in that time, when I think about that, I'm like, man, people would hate Jesus because a lot of people did hate Jesus. But a lot of people would hate Jesus if he lived in this time today because he'd be out in those streets praying mm -hmm. for people and showing, and showing people the love of God. And not a lot of people would like that. So when I think about, you know, looking at the life of Jesus, he stood for people. And if I'm going to align myself with him, I'm going to align myself with his heart. And that means I'm going to align myself with people. Right. And that means I'm going to align myself with the oppressed. And that means I'm going to align myself with, and you know, people, people flex the Bible as if it's some, like, if, like it's a whip and they want to, mm -hmm. they want to crack down on people. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. But when I read my Bible, yeah. I see, I see it as an opportunity for you to step into full life. Um, yeah. So that's that's you know be rooted be rooted in in the word of God and not your opinion or your political party because that's that junk's gonna fade and it's gonna send you to hell. Right. Quite frankly. Yeah, that's like when I think about it, like that's the Jesus that I know, like the loving, the compassion, the forgiving, like that's my Jesus. So right. <laughs> you know that's that the is part. the only Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Like the the negative things like i don't know i just when i think yeah. of jesus i feel all warm and fuzzy inside you know like yeah. of the happiness and joy and peace and hope and all of the things that he really stood for right and, and that you know i think i think you know i think a lot of people are like the riots are just so bad and they're rioting and looting and i'm like you know jesus jesus rioted. I was gonna say jesus rioted. <laughs> you know there was a moment where he went to the temple and local businesses were selling their goods and he went in there and flipped all the tables and he, he said you're he turning flipped, he flipped some tables turning my temple into a den, a den of thieves and that was local business so you know he went to that place and he flipped tables and he said not in my house this is a place of worship and you're turning this into a place of sin and so that, my friends, was a riot. So if you, if you uh, want to combat me on that, read your Bible, and then we can talk. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, one last intense question for you. And this is—we're really hitting you hard today with the yeah, question. Not at all. This is easy. This okay, is good. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is um this is easy for me. This isn't difficult. I think you know. We have to understand that if you are not educating and living, not only educating yourself, but and then educating others so that you relearn it. If you're not doing that, then you are, mm -hmm. then you're lost, and you're gonna get frustrated. But I have literally over and over again, like, told myself 
that I am going to stand on this. And this is my Bible and I, it's right in front of me. I'm going to stand on this. And this doesn't come from me. So, you know, mm-hmm. all these conversations that we're having, I'm not exhausting myself because the power that I'm giving, the, the truth that I'm speaking isn't from me. It's from right, this. Yeah. And so this, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that these are hard questions. I think that these are needed questions. Yeah. yeah. And I totally agree. Like as a teacher, the best way to learn, if, if I can have a kid teach another kid what he just learned, he's going to retain that memory so much better. Yeah. So that's very true. Okay. Go ahead, Max. Okay. Sorry. Um, so I, this is coming up more and more now as, and for our listeners and for everybody, like George Floyd's murder and all of our black brothers and sisters, those murders cannot be like, oh, well, that was weeks ago. Like that needs to stay. You need to stay angry. And like, I don't tell anybody to be angry ever. And I don't condone, you know, lashing out, but about this, you need to be upset. And that needs to be something that stays with you. And it's, Yes, like the black square is where you start, but that is so not where we finish. And mm-hmm. I think that I just that taking back. that on for for so long and for until you raise your babies and your grandbabies and to just keep instilling that in not only your own heart, but other people's. Um, so as we are becoming farther and farther away from the date of these murders, there is more and more talk of the police systems and the cops are getting more questions and the police force is getting more questions. So Jeff, I just want to know like what your thoughts are on the police force. And now there's a lot of talk of defunding and people have different ideas of how we can stop this, which in my opinion, I just love that people are thinking of ideas of how to change this. Whereas before that really wasn't a thing. So I want to know your thoughts on that. Um, so my thoughts on the cops, um, and I've talked so much about this. Um, I, I believe that, well, the crazy thing is, you want to hear a crazy statistic um, or fact, um, you have more, there is more training to become a hairstylist than it is to become a, a cop. You have to get more schooling to be a barber than to be a cop. Um, and that's just ridiculous to me. You have to have more schooling to, to hold a pair of clippers than to hold a gun. That's just nuts. Um, but you know, I've said this for a long time and I know I was raised, I was raised in the inner city and we, we, we didn't mess with the cops and we didn't like them around us because you know, a lot of them, we gave them nicknames, you know, the, the ones that, the ones that we know, man, when he's coming, Hey, you, you need to be in the house or in the backyard cause he's going to get out of his car and he's going to press you for something. Um, but you know, how I feel on the cops now, um, I think that, uh, it's, 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 it's complicated, um, because I understand that they are humans and they are in need of love and affection, um, and a therapist, (laughs) but, uh, I think, you know, how I feel about the cops is, I believe that in order to become a cop, there has to be way more. There has to be way more. That like there has to be way more schooling, way more training. I think that in order to be a, a cop in whatever community that you're in, you have to do a year or six, eight, eight to twelve, eight to fourteen months of community service in that in that community. You got to work at the Boys and Girls Club. 
You got you to go and clean the streets. Um, because I think that, you know, to protect and serve is to protect and serve. And if you don't know the people, if you don't know Lil Junebug and, they, and, and Ray Ray and them, and you don't know who they are, and then you see them and they're doing something that may be a little off, and you like, oh, well, then what's this? But if you know who Ray Ray and them is, you can say, hey, what y'all doing? Hey, I don't, y'all need to be around this. You know what I'm saying? This is where y'all need to go. Y'all need to step away from this. I think if you know the community that you're, that you're serving, then your mentality on serving them is to so totally different. Um, I think the training and the, 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 um, the criteria to become a cop needs to be way more. Um, I think the understanding of laws. A lot of these cops don't even know the law. Yeah. They're just out here enforcing their will. Um, and that's and that's huge. I don't think I, I don't I think they need to know the law and know the community. Um, and I'm just now starting to see the whole defunding of the cops thing, and I haven't looked um, deeply into it. But I really think that you know if you if you don't if you have if you don't have therapy, if you aren't going to therapy and you haven't served that community and like work work through the stuff inside of you, it's going to be really hard for you to you know enforce enforce anything. Because then it becomes your pride and enforcing your will. And I think, you know, just as much as, you know, people say like, oh, there's bad people in every, in every single, uh, you know, uh, career. And it's like, you know, Chris Rock said this and I think it was oh so good. Oh my gosh, good. I have it on my piece of paper. This is my favorite book. <laughs> Chris Rock said this and I think it's so good. He said, pilots don't say, oh, well, there's just a few bad apples that just like driving their planes into mountains. Like, you know. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I know, no, we can't just use that my excuse anymore. favorite quote. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I literally was like, I'm going to say it. This is the perfect opportunity. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Before you got it. But, um, I, I genuinely think that the cops need to be like, okay, so I went and marched in Danville, Kentucky, and Danville is royal, rural, it's rural, can't even say that word, it's a country, um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's rural Kentucky, and, you know, the cops were leading the marches, the cops were stopping this, the traffic, and I think that when there's a face-off, then that's, then that's a standoff, and then there's opposing sides, you know, I'll look at the cop. The, the chief of police in Minnesota, or Michigan, sorry, and he's like, no, uh-uh, all my cops, you're walking with them. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't do that here, and that's not how we stand. Right. And that's not how we protect. And, and I've, I've seen so many um, cops that are just like, in, in white, black, Louisiana, Texas, New York, whatever, and they're all saying, a lot of them are saying the same thing. I have worked so hard to help my community, and you messed mm -hmm. it up. Yeah. With, yeah, with your influence. Sure. And so I, I think I think that, you know, a lot a lot of the cops need to understand that their job is to protect and serve, not to enforce. Um, yeah. so I think I think it begins with edu educating yourself on the American constitution, the laws that the laws that are in that state and in that region. And also educating yourself with the people that are in that community. For Officer Johnson that used to work at Central at Central High School, that was my guy. That was my guy. And, and, you know, he was a cop, but he knew us. He was, mm -hmm. he played basketball with us with his pistol yeah. on his hip, you know? And so that, <laughs> if you're, if you're putting yourself in serving that community and knowing Lil Ray Ray and them would end, I think that that is when the true change comes because you understand and you see the people aspect. Like if you go, if you go to my grandmama's house on 23rd and Hill and you have dinner with us, 
and you see me doing something that I'm not supposed to do, you're going to come up and say, hey, man, you know your grandmama don't want you doing that. Mm-hmm. Go, go home, bro. Yeah. Even though, they, even, though, even though that moment, and I'm not trying to say, you know, knowing, knowing the community means you can just let them go and not, not have them and not enforce the law. But right. I think when you, when you know who the, the people that you're serving, you ain't got to be petty. You ain't got to go up, you know, and put your knee on the neck. And it, like, it show, it, like they say that they knew each other. So I think it was very personal. That was really murder in the first degree. But, you know, you ain't got to be petty at, at a grocery store when someone calls the cops. And they're like, oh, I know you. Go, go on home. You know what I'm saying? I think that mm-hmm. that is huge. So yeah. to, to wrap all that up and sum it all up, educating yourself, educating the cops, more, more things that they have to go through to become a cop and allowing the cops to, to serve in the communities that they're working in. Because whether it's, whether it's inner city or not, if you don't know the people that you're serving, you don't know the people that you're serving. Right. And my favorite churches that I've gone to before I started working at Centerpoint was the churches that I knew the pastor. And I've seen his wife. And I hung out with his kids. Right. And, and he's, he's talking to me. And I think that that, that, person, that personal relationship that I have with that pastor made me love that church more. And mm-hmm. so I think that if the cops have a personal relationship with that community, it will make them then love that community more. So Yeah. Okay, so to kind of wrap things up, this episode is called Race and Grace. So we've talked a lot about race, and we just wanted to see if you could just very briefly talk about grace and moving forward and you know just trying to be the best versions of ourselves because you know i don't know we just like the Um, whole grace aspect yes so i didn't know you were going to say that but i have a beautiful have a beautiful scripture okay um micaiah apes uh micaiah sorry micaiah 6 8 it says he has told you oh man what is good and what has the lord done what has the what sorry what does the lord require of you to do to to do justly to love mercy to walk humbly with your god so be just love mercy walk humbly i think that the people that have disagreed with me and and you know follow me on tiktok um type us, but um you know the people the people on my social medias um I pray for them. If you're if you're gonna leave a sideways comment, and I'll post them to my my Instagram today. That's what I'm gonna do. But if you're posting a sideways comment and talking, I'm just gonna pray for you. I'm like legitimate. I'm gonna make you mm-hmm. so mad because I'm only welcoming you into an opportunity for you to for you to experience the grace of God. Um, right. And so you know how can how can I show grace? Um, it's just by understanding one that we are all just broken people mm-hmm. and uh, we are all like, we all have sinned. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Like all of us have yep. that inside of us. Um, and so when I realized that I'll say, Hey, you know, multiple people that I've talked to, Hey, I don't really appreciate how you said that. Um, are you willing to have a conversation? And if they're not, then I just walk away. But I, I choose to, understand that this battle is deeper than skin it's deeper it's deeper than skin it's generations generations of sin and murder and and just brokenness and so i understand that my lord is just 
and my Lord is righteous in his, in his judgment. And so, you know, I am literally on this earth and just to show the truth, speak the truth in love. And so, you know, the people that I disagree with or disagree with me, I, I choose, you know, to either walk, walk away and don't, don't allow myself to allow them to share my joy. If they aren't willing to learn, mm-hmm. you know, when Jesus sent out the disciples, he said, go cast out demons and love on people and do all these things. And if they turn you away, if they don't want you there, well, dust off your shoulders, wipe your feet and leave. And I think that's wisdom. If, if, mm-hmm. if they not listen to you and if they don't have a mind to understand that you're trying to show them love, dip on them, walk away from it because it's only going to take away from your joy. So, you know, the grace, the grace that I give is the grace that I've gotten. Yes. You know, I, I love that so much. Yeah. I'm just as broken and, and ignorant and prideful um, as the next man. And so, um, I don't know. That's, that's my thing. And no, I think that's perfect. Of, perfect. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I, that have hurt me. Right. And a lot of, some of them don't even know that they've hurt me. Um, but you know, when, when I have known, I've seen that when I fight my, when I fight my battles that I have with people with my own like actions, I've always lost. Even if I won the argument, I always lose. Yeah. But when I'm like, hey, Lord, this is what's going on. This is my heart. Can you, can you show them your love? That's when I had way more moments of, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was I trying to that. say. And I, I, I am yeah. sorry because I've seen it. So, you know, pray for them. And not even like the way that's like, oh, you know, just bless their heart. That's what we say. Yeah. Stop, you know, bless <laughs> your heart. But no, like, I pray, I pray for multiplication. I pray that you gain right. and you have wealth. Like, like I pray that your life succeeds, but then you are able to experience the love of God in his heart. Because when you experience the heart of God, it's really hard to yeah. hate people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming well, on. Well, oh, Max wants to say something. Go. I have a couple plugs for our oh, listeners. Okay. Um, the Help, the movie that I talked about earlier, definitely recommend it. It's on Netflix. Go and watch it. Um, and then the website, of course, blacklivesmatter.com is just full of information and they have a what matters documentary. It's like a series where you can go in and, um, a lot of them are on zoom calls and you can get just a bunch of information from different communities. I mean, school teachers, all different kinds of occupations talk on there and there's a lot of information to gain from their conversations um, and they're not they're not crazy long either but there's just a bunch of information in there blacklivesmatter.com um there's also a site i came across today that's mappingpoliceviolence.org which is amazing they it's very sad but they map the violence that has happened through the hand of the police force on black communities and it's very powerful because they put the picture and the story of every person that was murdered um on there so instead of just hearing these stories and seeing articles um you see the faces and hear the stories of um the people that were killed so Sorry. I mean, how how awful is it that there's enough to even make a website about? Like, there that shouldn't even be a so thing. That you could make a, a entire website about it. Like, that's just crazy. Okay, lastly, the one I've been talking about literally the whole episode, um, 
go on social media, look up Danny Austin and Chelsea Olivia 13. Those are both their um, IG tags and they have just a really amazing conversation. So definitely look on there. Those are just a few things and we'll put those on the blogs as well for everybody. So Jeff, I love you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you are an awesome speaker. I think this is really going to reach a lot of people. And I know everyone who listens is going to feel so inspired by you and your words. So thank you so much. And we hope you have like a great rest of your week. Thank you. And, and I pray that, you know, the Lord just adds um, more fanning, more grace and love and, and influence and reach to what y'all doing because Thank it's a beautiful you. Thank you so uh, much. You know, you want to start a podcast is the, the 2000 version of Let's Start a Band. So I'm glad that y'all yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. so keep it going, sis. Don't stop. Don't get discouraged. Keep pushing. Fight for 10 years and then and keep going. Don't stop. Um, just, I, I actually really needed that. What'd yeah. you say? Which one? You, Max. You, Max. Oh, I said go for 10 years, and if it's still not working, maybe just give it up. <laughs> <Keep going. laughs> I, I just got the 10 year go. Five for 10 years, and then maybe okay. in a thousand dollars. Catch something. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for everybody Thank who listened. Yeah. I hope this was super helpful. I'm sure it was. Bye. Bye. Bye.